0: There's too many people that are
1: isolated in trying to do good work for God. They're all trying to figure out how to market Catholicism in a fresh way that actually
0: engages people.
2: So we tried it the first year, had tremendous success.
0: It's exciting. I'm having fun. I'm meeting a lot of really great people. I have been to all of these shows over the last year, and by far this is my favorite.
1: I want to emphasize the importance of what you're doing as
0: lay apostles in the CMN. The Catholic Marketing Network has a service that the marketplace needs and the church needs. There's the distribution of a lot of Catholic
2: religious items, but most of the people you talk to, they say, well, we really come for the networking. It's a great joy to be here. In fact, it was almost 10 years ago that I came to the Catholic Marketing Network for the first time. There was a friend and I putting out sacred music and Ignatius Press picked it up and they showcased us and before you know it, we had sold 20,000 copies to people like you. And that sprungboard a company that now has reach in about eight different countries. I found really good and you know very interesting because I like when people come from everywhere and we can learn a lot. We come to show something but they show us too, so
0: that's, uh, that's amazing this is always one of my favorite 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 events i always love coming here and being here because it's uh it's such a synergy to be around like-minded people with the same ideals the same love for the church so it's beautiful
2: welcome to the Sewing hope podcast this is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts i'm bill snyder joined by my friend and Desantis. we're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life thanks for walking with us And good evening everybody and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you. Thank you so much for joining us here on uh, this Thursday evening. It's wonderful to be with each and every one of you no matter where you're listening, whether you're listening live on YouTube or later on Podbean or your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, as always, I am joined by my friend and co-host Andy Santis. And how are you this evening?
1: Doing great, Bill. Good to be here.
2: (laughs) Yes, it definitely is. Good to be here. And uh, I know we have a great guest for us tonight and for all our listeners. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about her?
1: Yes, we have with us Hannah Magnelli. And I'm going to read her bio. She's got an amazing bio. She's rapidly establishing herself as one of opera's brightest young stars. She's equally comfortable in opera, musical theater, the concert hall, and the recording studio making her European debut singing Mac- Malika in Lakme with Bel Canto dis- uh, Tuscany in the summer of 2019 and her New York debut as Romeo and Bellini's uh, Capuletti A. Mont- Montici. Now, forgive me for my pronunciations there. Hannah recently sang... Uh, Shirabino in Capitol Opera's Nose di Figaro and will soon perform the title role of Carmen Spring 2021 Suzuki in Madame Butterfly with Richmond Opera along with the title role of Xerxes, is that it pronounced? We we can correct those pronunciations later in New York with Richard Nechkeman. I hope I pronounced that right. She has worked and interned with many great musicians such as Daniel Baron Boyne and musicians from the West Eastern Divan Orchestra, Sebastian Weigel at the Gran Tetro del Luca in Barcelona, pianist Lauren Green and musicians from Staatskapel Berlin. Hannah graduated from Virginia Commonwealth University, majoring in vocal performance and minoring in German. She continues her studies with James Taylor and Giovanna. Giovanni Regioli Vocal Coach Conductor for the Washington National Opera. I butchered some of those names, so please forgive me. Welcome, Hannah. <laughs> Thank you. As you can see, I'm not very bilingual, but it's wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And you can go to HagnaMagnelli.com on her biography to read the bio because, like I I did not give proper due to some of those wonderful people that i mentioned in the bio it is so wonderful to have you here with us thank you thank you for having me yes and i know you're coming to us from florida on this evening in july but you're from the richmond virginia area if i'm correct
0: yes
2: awesome awesome we're glad to have you and uh and just uh know that uh, I, I'm so excited tonight to uh, learn about the world of opera because, um, you know, it's not something that I uh, dabble in quite often, but I have such a respect for amazing vocalists and uh, people who uh, can present that uh, so well. I've, I, I've seen a few here and there, but um, it's going to be so wonderful to learn more and delve into that. Uh, so thanks so much for being here and for, um, you know, and, 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 pre, and please help us pronounce those names because, <laughs> because yeah, <laughs> correct, correct any of the ones I know that
1: <laughs> as you can see, I'm not very bilingual, but I did my best and I'll be honest with you. I didn't read it in advance. So, um, so, so it's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> you got to laugh, right? But um, so let's start out with your, if we could, with your early life and anything you want to share about
0: how you got involved in what you do now. Well, I grew up in a, on the, on the music aspect or the faith aspect? Oh, let's side do of both. Things. Let's do both. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, I grew up um, in a Catholic family. So all of us were practicing Catholics. I was raised uh Catholic and I have for about 21 years now, I have been going to the traditional Latin mass. Um, So we have a fraternity of St. Peter parish over in Richmond that I regularly attend when I'm at home. And so I've been able to maintain my faith as a devout Catholic into my adulthood and also into the arts. And that all began um my parents noticed that I always loved singing. and I began taking violin lessons and uh, voice lessons. Later on, the voice lessons took over. I did play violin for more or less 12-ish years, along with the singing as well as acting. But the singing ended up dominating by the time I got to college and I went to university. And I've just always loved music and art. And I majored in voice. Um, I also do film work as an actress. I do recording, um, uh, recording uh, music in the recording studio with Classical Crossover, and of course the uh, opera stage. And I just, I love it. It's a real passion of mine. And I know that God has given me these gifts and I want to share them with the world. Mm, How wonderful. It's so good to hear that
1: you were raised in the faith where it really meant something to you to be able to use the arts in order to you to utilize the gifts that God gave you in terms of singing and drama and acting and everything. Mm -hmm. So that's just really beautiful. And so when you were in high school, I mean, were you singing then too?
0: Yes, I was. I did a lot of, I actually, I went to uh, Catholic school. Yeah. So in high school, right away, when they found out that I could sing, it was, Hannah, will you sing an Ave Maria at mass? Hmm. Cause we would have school masses on Holy days. We were, re- whether you were Catholic or not, you were required to go to mass. And they would have students participate in the masses for readings or music. And I kind of became the <laughs> Ave Maria girl. <laughs> and um, started singing a lot of Latin um, hymns. Of course, you have Panes Angelicos, et cetera, and I would sing at different events at the school as I got more exposure there and would participate in the drama club and talent shows and, as well, continued my private voice lessons and doing things Mm. in the summer as well.
2: Awesome, awesome. You know, uh, I'm also super interested in one of the things you mentioned because... Uh, you know, perhaps it's divine providence, too. Um, you know, especially with everything going on in the church right now, and with the mm-hmm. traditional Latin Mass, uh, something that I've not always frequented every Sunday, but something that I've attended and seen, uh, and and love the beauty of the traditional yes. Latin Mass. Uh, so I, I would love it if you just talk a little bit about um, your devotion to that, and um, and and what you see in that, just the beauty of that expression of the Of the mass um, and and you know what attracts you to it and and uh, you know we don't have to go into all the church politics you know of all the things right, going right. on with it right now, yeah. but just just to maybe talk about your personal experience with it and and um, you know what what attracts you to to that liturgy
0: well, I love the fact that it's in the original or the language of the church and the what draws me to it is it's not so much that i since i was about 11 we started going to the latin mass Mm. so it's not so much just because i've been exposed to it for a long time but it's it's very reverent and when i compare the novus ordo to the latin mass there's a very big difference i've noticed in just the environment, the, the, it's more of your folk. You're at the mass for the sacrifice of the mass. The priest is talking to Christ during the consecration. He's looking up facing the, the back facing, Mm -hmm. uh, the congregation because he's, I mean, he's talking to Christ. He's not talking. It's not a, we're not there to socialize. That's something you can do outside and, Mm -hmm. um, Outside of the Mass when it's not going on, but it's a very, um, it's just very reverent. And I really love it. I really feel like it can be heaven on earth. It's, hmm. um, the priests, the sermons that I've heard from them are fantastic. Uh, and of course, focuses a lot on tradition, uh, sacramentals. they are things that the Latin Mass has taught me about that friends that go to Novus Ordo typically don't know about certain sacramentals and certain things they have no idea and I say you should look into this or you maybe you should wear a brown scapular and I know that's widely used but I have met people that don't know what that is
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: and or haven't been enrolled in the brown scapular and things like that and it just that tradition that reverence and it's just it kind of it draws me and I feel like uh, of course, kneeling and receiving the Eucharist on the tongue is how I feel I think that that's important. it's very reverent. You're not technically supposed to touch the Eucharist um, and I guess that's I
2: yeah. oh no, no, you know that's beautiful, and um yes, and mm-hmm. I just and I just love the fact that you um you know have such an affinity for it and uh, that you you know see the beauty in it and I think oftentimes in our very polarizing world what what happens is we um, we uh, allow ourselves to become in these silos you know I am a this Catholic I am a yeah. that Catholic and oftentimes we don't um, allow ourselves to experience the rich tradition that the church has mm-hmm. right? And right. so um, oh, I, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that a lot of people maybe who have, you know, some of your friends who have attended Novus Ordos don't know what some of the more uh, deep, devouted, um, you know, sacramentals are. I, I find that interesting, but I also find that uh, very uh, troubling that that, that might, could be the case because those things are maybe are not stressed as much because it's not drawing on that, again, that rich tradition. Um, of the church Uh, so so i'm so glad to see that uh you know you you've had a positive experience there and maybe it will encourage some people out there listening to look at it you know take a take a deeper look if it's available in your diocese if you're able to attend um and and see the beauty witness that beauty firsthand of that expression of the mass um, you know, it it may challenge and deepen your faith in some amazing ways and help you grow. So that's just so beautiful. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, you know, sharing that with us.
0: Oh, no, of course. It's really the Latin Mass and the Fraternity of St. Peter, who have been our priests, have really helped me with my faith mm-hmm. and on my journey. Um, they've And I've learned a lot. And one thing that's highly stressed is, um the importance of the sacraments confession mortal sins what the mortal sins are um and getting into detail about those uh so that you really really can stay in the state of grace if you know it's a confess Mm. yeah wow it's to me it's
1: incredible to hear how this has made such an impact on your life and i'm sure that it's also made an impact on people that you know whether they're people who are Catholic or non-Catholic. And with that said, uh, if I could turn the conversation, you mentioned that you do some work with acting and uh, you know the drama world, I guess, as well. You have done. And I myself have done a little bit, not a ton, but some since 2015 with being a 55-plus, quote, model actress in the Philadelphia area where I live. And I can say that being involved in that field is that it's not really, how could I say this the right way? There's a lot of people who are involved in in the field that are not necessarily religious, but even less so Catholic and and even less than that devoted to their faith. So I know for myself, (laughs) I've encountered that so much when I've been on different jobs and commercials and different things that I've done where I've had an opportunity to talk to people and realizing that I might be the only one on set that celebrates faith and as i said the catholic faith so i don't know if you've encountered that as well that in what you do, have and even being an opera singer i'm sure that there's so many people that they're singing these beautiful beautiful pieces but they really don't mean that much to them as far as what what they're what you're singing about what you're speaking about what you're doing because uh, the faith aspect isn't there. Have you witnessed that?
0: Yeah, I I know I have a lot of colleagues and uh, friends that are not as in this business that are not religious. Mm-hmm. Um, they're wonderful people, but they do not have that uh, faith base. Uh, and if they do, it's maybe not to I would say you're a devout Christian level. I also know Catholics that are Catholic, Catholic but they don't really practice,
1: yes, me too.
0: Um, <laughs> and so nowadays, when somebody says, Yeah, I'm Catholic, I kind of take it as okay, because that can mean that you're just, I mean, it's easy to say that, and you know, you grew up with it, but do you live it out? And so, yes, I do feel sometimes like I am one of the only ones that maybe praise a rosary, I try to do it daily or goes to mass every Sunday and because I've also had questions too when was the last time you went to mass as if that's you know normal like I'm a Catholic but I just go when I feel like it and they're shocked that I go every Sunday Hmm. and so yeah it's you kind of feel like you are alone at times and but I have met some people I met one girl she was another opera singer when I was in Italy a couple years ago who is just as devout as I am and Mm. the reason that uh, she found out was because she saw a brown scapular hanging out of my shirt and she literally I was studying my music for the next day and she literally said, Oh my gosh, are you wearing this? And she held hers up and I kind of had to double look for a second. I took like a double take on that.
1: <laughs> like what? <laughs> how rare, how rare in what you do, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Are you really wearing
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that.
0: It was, it was, it was really, you know, we still keep in touch today. Her name is Aubrey Ballower. She's another, uh, she's a soprano. She's not a mezzo, she's a soprano. Um, But she's also a devout Catholic. So that was really nice to meet someone.
2: Yeah. Oh, I bet. Because I I can't...
0: People, you know, it's hard to... Like I said, it is in this particular period, it's a secular field. You have to... They're there, but you don't, I mean...
2: Yeah. You don't come
0: across them often, at least in my experience.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's you know I mean there's something about um, media uh, even too and and also you know performance entertainment industry it just there's something about it and I think the other thing that happens too I don't know if you ever seen this happen to you uh, but where where your voice and your faith end up marginalizing you in a certain group you know they're like oh that's the you know you know you know they can't be a part of this because they're they're not they're not uh, as liberal. They're not as, um, you know, w- woke, <laughs> you know, to use that term, <laughs> as, as we are. So therefore, we're not going to give them this role. We're not going to give them this opportunity. And I don't know yeah. if you've ever seen that happen, or if, that, if that's in, in your experience, too. I don't know.
0: I do know of people who that has happened to. Uh, you have to, here's the thing with this field, whether just in the arts, performing arts in general, Um. If you want to have a career, I mean, this is just my, from my experience and what I've noticed is if you want to have a career in this, but also maintain your Catholic faith and remain grounded, you have to have a good foundation to begin with. Oh, yeah. Kind of solid Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of temptations that come and it's going to, you know, sinning feels good. I mean, it's going to look really nice and... going to be thrown at you and you're going to want to take them but if you have a good solid foundation in your faith and you keep grounded and of course you pray that god keeps you on that right path because it's very easy to sway even in the moment things are thrown at you and you might end up doing something without really thinking and you realize later that maybe you shouldn't have done that Mm. you know it's i feel like that's really necessary if you want to have that balance and you're going to have to accept the fact that yes you will be rejected because of that mm-hmm. i mean it happens to artists anyway rejection is i mean that's but when you're asked to do certain things or your character needs to etc and you're not willing to do it you're gonna to have to be open to the fact that they might find somebody else at will sure oh
1: yeah i i can vouch for you there Even though your experience is way more extensive than mine, because as I said, I only do what I do as a 55 plus model actress from the Philadelphia area as a really part-time thing, but I've been on set probably at least 50 times or more. And there's been times where I, I've had to turn down jobs that they, you know, it was just something that was against my beliefs. Yeah. Or that I just wouldn't apply for things. I mean, there's so many things. I would say 80, 85 or 90 percent of what I see and scroll through every day when I see what's going on in the area, I just say no because I know right there that it's there's something about it that's against my
0: belief system. Right. Yep. I have noticed that they're more uh devout Christians than I originally thought. They just don't say much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Until I guess they find their people, because you're kind of a minority. And I know one nice thing is that my acting agent is actually um, Christian. So she already knows off the bat, but she has actually told me, I don't submit my actors for things that do this, this and this anyway, so don't worry. You know, so I already, when she submits me for things, I know that it's going to be appropriate.
1: Oh, that's so good. You found someone that will understand you and you're on the same page. Yes. Isn't that wonderful? Hey, let's talk about your experience now and what's going on for you in opera because you're up and coming and things are really (laughs) happening. And now that COVID is, quote, almost over, right? We think it is that you can get out there and do even more so tell us all about that because there's people listening that think that i know they're thinking i want to go see her and you know i want to go see you too when you come to
0: my area (laughs) well thank you Mm -hmm. um and of course i was actually in germany when the when the uh, for some um an audition in berlin specifically when things started to get bad and I rushed home, this is back back in Mm. 2020 and everything kind of went on a standstill. There were things, projects lined up, but kind of like, like everyone, it just, everything just went on pause. Mm. And now things are slowly opening up again, which is nice. I've done a couple of things. A lot of artists now are doing virtual performances and collaborations, which is, really nice. It's also convenient. And I think that COVID, a nice thing, has opened up the door to um, other ways of performing and auditioning that are not as expensive. Yeah. I've been able to audition in Europe via Zoom, which has been really nice because I don't have to pay for the flight over there in the lodging and everything else. So I would say that a positive thing is that there have been other ways that we've been able to do things that are actually more convenient and mm. affordable.
2: <laughs> mm.
0: So I'm not sure. Maybe that will open up some doors to some people. Oh, this works. Maybe we can start offering this instead so that everybody doesn't have to come and you know do it here. So, I mean, that was a plus to some things. So I was able to do some auditions and I did some performances, which was really great. Um, recently did Carmen um and of course now things are kind of picking up where they left off yeah oh and good. it's so we're just kind of i'm kind of open to wherever god ends up sending me because i do i've delve into a lot of the things i do the opera stage i do acting uh like film and um, uh classical crossover. Uh, recordings. So you like your Andrea Bocelli kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So okay. I'm just kind of at the point when things are opening up again and things, opportunities are coming my way. I'm just saying, okay, let's just see what happens. I've oh. got this and this and this. So. Hmm.
1: Awesome. Hey, I got a question for you. So when you're visiting all of these different places that now I know in 2020, you weren't able to visit that many places, but you go all over the place to different countries and do your performances. Do you get to visit? And I'm sure you do. You get to go to mass at all these different churches all over. What that? What is that experience like for you? And are you able to find the Latin masses? Because I know that they're not a, you know, they're not always everywhere you go.
0: Yes, I have. I've been to Mass in many different countries um, and many different languages. And it's nice to, and some of these are beautiful older churches. And there's the Mass, is it's it's a great experience. And if it's obviously a language that I don't speak, I, I, I know what's going on. I know what part of the Mass we're in. I just can't vocally do it in their language depending on where I am and regarding the Latin mass I have been to Latin masses and I went to two in Germany I went to a low mass and I went to a high mass mm. and what was amazing about that is it was exactly the same yeah I go in and I'm following along just like everyone else as if I were back at home it's the same thing mm. Same responses. I know what's. I know 100% what's going on. What I'm saying, and of course the sermon is going to be in another language. But all over the world, I can go to a Latin mass and it's exact same thing. And I'm following along just like everyone else.
2: Yeah, there's something yes. about that universality, right? Like you know, we talk about the yeah. Catholic Church. Uh, Ann and I always say the Catholic Church is universal. I mean, that's what it means. Yes. And uh, right. and so there's something that speaks to that universe. That, you know, universality of. You know the church when it uses one one consistent language, right? Right um, across the board, and you know so so that's pretty beautiful. You know, I remember when I was in Philadelphia actually for the uh, for the papal uh, visit when Pope Francis came to visit the United States, and um, it was a Novus Ordo Mass, but the Novus Ordo Mass was in Latin for the majority of the mass. I mean, there was obviously English songs and and Spanish songs and and some different uh, points of the, you know, liturgy, uh, you know, using different parts of the mass. But, but it was incredible because the Eucharistic prayer was in Latin and, Mm -hmm. and that was just so beautiful. It was so beautiful because it spoke to, you know, the universality of the church and to, um, and to celebrate Mass with the Pontiff, you know, to celebrate Mass with the Pope, uh, as he prays in Latin, um, was just something really special. And so, uh, right. I, you know, you know, I certainly think that, um, you know, more more people should, um, you know, s- seek out this expression. You know, um, and and it's not something, you know, that, you know, I- I- if you fall in love with it, wonderful. You know, fall in love with it, and and, and there's nothing you know wrong with going to a latin mass there's just nothing wrong with going to latin mass every sunday if that's what you want to do um but i but i really do think it's the duty of most catholics if not all catholics to really see what a what the extraordinary form of the mass is see what the tridentine form form of the mass is and go uh find a mass and experience the beauty of this uh, because, as yeah. you said, it's it, it's amazing. You can just walk in um, to a mass in Germany, and you can walk into a mass in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and it's going to be exactly the same. Um, yep. You know, and so that's and so that's um, pretty powerful. I know. Uh, most recently, um, I I attended a Latin mass. I was actually doing a filming of it for uh, Fiat Ministry Network, and uh, mm-hmm. and and, and uh, our our partners uh, here at at uh, our ministry, and it was beautiful. Uh, you know, I got a, I got a chance to meet, you know, the priests, and uh, got a chance to film it and and see it and go in and pray. And um, you know, I've I've been to I used to go to Latin mass almost every uh, Christmas Eve morning with one of my friends uh, in the Chicago area, and uh, you know. It's just beautiful. There's something beautiful about it. And and, it is. and 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 so I encourage people, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot going on with church politics right now, and we certainly don't want to delve too far into that regarding the Latin mass, but um but but know that um, if you have the opportunity to go see this and and see the beauty of it, um, you know, many, many, many bishops right now are saying, Hey, this is a beautiful thing. We want this to continue in our diocese, and and, right. and, and we're going to allow it. So, um, I I know that's the case in the archdiocese of Philadelphia, where Anne is. Yes. I, I know it's the Ar- yes, I know Anne it's is. the case um, in the archdiocese of Milwaukee, um, and and wherever you are. I mean I'm sure it is in Virginia too. So you know, find find in Arlington, in, in Arlington, Arlington. Wonderful. Richmond, I'm not sure yet. Richmond, you're not sure yet. Okay, uh, but but Arlington, I know uh, I or I'm I'm pretty sure Arlington would be too. So uh, you know, check check it out, folks. Um, if you have the opportunity to check to check this mass out, uh, it, it
0: needs your support right now. Yep, yeah, great
1: conversation here, and I also want to mention, as Bill knows, is that I'm I, I'm I'm an employee and a worker for this foundation. It's called the St. Raymond Nonnatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. We were headquartered we're headquartered in Philadelphia, founded by a religious order, and it's called the Mercedarians. And I will say that some of our Mercedarian friars are ones that do Latin Mass, and especially right there at one of our parishes in Philadelphia called Our Lady of Lords. You might have even have been there. I don't know. Maybe you have, because they do Latin Mass every sunday for their nine thirty mass and they've been doing that mm-hmm. for a long time and so it's a beautiful thing and i'm i'm very honored to be a part of a religious order that honors the the latin mass and actually perform you know does the the latin mass in some of their parishes so thank you for sharing with us on that. Uh, oh, yeah, is there any is there anything that's going on for the rest of this year for 2021 that you want people to know
0: about I'm sure they could go to your website too, but please tell us. There's a, there's a mixture of things. Of course, as I mentioned, things are slowly opening up again. And I feel like 2021 is kind of the recovery year to 2020. Mm -hmm. And I think by 2022, things will hopefully start really rolling again i almost feel like this year is like an adjustment (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's a matter of just and i'm just doing some little performances right now um i plan on doing some recordings uh you can keep updated i have a youtube page my uh, website hannahmagnelli.com i have a facebook page Magnelli mezzo soprano and then my instagram uh hannah underscore magnelli i'll post uh updates or new recordings and collaborations that I've done. And um, so I'm I'm planning on doing some new uh, recordings as well as some video and audio recordings to update those and um, just taking the performance opportunities that come my way right now as things are opening up. But I feel like that right now, if you want to keep updated following my social media pages, I really appreciate.
1: Absolutely. Yes. I'm really glad for myself that I can start to follow you because when you come to Philadelphia, I really want to come and, and be there. I want to be there. Uh, now, I've asked this question before to other performers, especially musicians and singers. And I remember that my, my own brother is a performer too. He's a, a singer and songwriter in the Philadelphia area. And I asked him this question. I said, do you have any advice for those people who want to get involved in some kind of singing. Now, I want to tell you what he said first and see if you agree. Okay. Instead of giving some kind of advice, the first thing he said was raw talent. Do you agree with that? He said raw talent, meaning like you can try all you want, but you have to have some kind of raw talent. Let's talk more. Um.
0: Well, yeah, I... <laughs> I, I guess, I mean, I understand where he's coming from. Yes, you need to have some sort of raw talent there mm-hmm. yeah. to, to begin with. Not to mention, you have to have a passion for it, an interest. If you don't have a passion for it, you're not going to want to pursue it, and it's going to be forced.
1: Yeah, there's some people who want I, to be a good, a, a, a good singer. They want to get mm-hmm. involved, but the raw talent isn't there, if that makes any sense
0: right you know i have to be funny about it my sister can sing but she doesn't you she is a med student that's her thing Mm -hmm. you can't force her to do what i do and you can't you definitely cannot make me become a doctor (laughs) in med school (laughs) i have no interest (laughs) so yeah you do you do need to have that i mean raw talent but also you need to have that uh, passion for it, for your art, or whatever yeah. it is that you're doing. And I know that if God has given you a specific gift, like being able to sing, you have it for a reason. Obviously, He wants you to use it, but of course, we have free will as well. Are you going to share it with the world, and how are you going to do so? Are you going to do it to glorify Him or glorify yourself, which yeah. John Paul II talks about in the letter to artists? It's yeah. your responsibility to share that with the world. Art is beauty. Beauty teaches us about God.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: how are we going to? No, it all makes sense
1: because we're all stewards, aren't we? And yeah, we all get a list of talents that God has given us. And I do believe that some people do have the raw talent of a good voice, a good singing voice, and also just the musical ability. And, right. and I think there's a lot of people who wish to have that talent. They do. They really wish. But they'll say, but I just don't have it. And 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 I understand that. But I think what we need to all do, whatever our talents are, because we're all all of us have a different list, don't we? And I think yeah. we just have to be able to look at those talents and use them to the maximum of of who we are and, and our limitations, right? Or Because we have limitations, right. too. So if somebody doesn't have that raw talent, <laughs> their limitations will be that they can, maybe they're singing at church and doing their best, but they'll never be a Hannah Magnelli. <laughs> they're never going to be a Hannah Magnelli. So beautiful. Yes, I've been to
0: d- different masses as well, church uh, masses where they have the cantors and you can tell that they... <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes, uh, yeah, so, sometimes you know,
2: <laughs> sure. That's right. Sometimes you walk away and scratch your
1: head, right? You think, "Hmm, how did this happen?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. You know
2: that, but uh, but painfully honey, honest, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, Hannah. I mean, you spoke something uh, beautiful there about passion too, and, uh, and and I think you know those two things: talent and passion. They they go hand in hand, and then of course you mentioned you know also doing it for God, and that and that you know you know truth, beauty, and goodness, right? Like those those three transcendentals. And you know when we talk about you know beauty and art, whether that be in singing or whether it be in you know art, you know written art or you know painted art, you know what that you know whether it's great. Book or a great movie, you know, th- these things uh, point us toward God eventually. You know, if it's done with the right intention, and so and so, I'm wondering, you know, um, for you, are there any performances, are there any things that, or even, you know, operas or songs that that um, may not be explicitly this is, you know, religious or this is, you know, Catholic, um, you know, it, but. But but it but it draws you closer to God, um, when when you see it. And also, are there are there moments you know um, in in performing that people have said, man, that was so incredible. There was something else that was just you know uh, uplifting me, drawing me closer to God through one of your performances. Are, are there are there particular um, are, are there particular performances that stand out in your mind, or particular um, operas that that draw you uh, closer to you know God as you perform?
0: As far as the reaction that people have, like, oh, I thought that I was that I, I was listening to angels. Those A lot of those were um, when I used to do a lot of school masses. Mm-hmm. So on the religious side of things, when I would sing the Ave Marias, Panes yeah. Angelicos, Atende Domine, etc. Uh, they loved it and i got that reaction i've also had that reaction as well for non-religious uh pieces from a piece that i really love to sing i don't know if you guys have seen uh chino paradiso
1: Mm-mm.
0: i have not no nope. oh, it's a beautiful movie the love theme at the end it it has it's such a beautiful piece and there's a song that they were um Ennio morricon wrote uh the music and then they put uh lyrics to the love theme and it's just such a beautiful piece and when i sing that it's not a religious piece but like you were saying you just feel like it's it's just such a beautiful piece you can it's an opportunity to really showcase the um, the passion that you have for music and Mm -hmm the gifts as well that God has given you, because in order to, I mean, you have to feel it inside to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm. Because if you don't have that, I mean, it's kind of like when you're acting, it's easy to say the lines, to read a script, say the lines, but if you're not feeling it, Mm. oh yeah. It comes through. You can tell if somebody is truly means what they're saying. And yes, there are certain pieces where I've had that reaction, not just from myself, but from other people, religious and not uh, religious. When it comes to the operas, that one's tough. Um, there's so many. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I definitely, for me, I would say it's just when I'm singing, when I'm singing them, just, I mean, there's a lot of things going on in your head while you're doing it. Sure, <laughs> so, yeah, sure. um, it's more of a let me let me show them what I can do.
1: Hmm. I can't wait Kinda to thing. come and watch you. I just can't. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Getting me excited about this. Yeah, I got it. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go no, no, that's
2: good. I, you know what? I, it reminds me actually of a comment my band director um, in in high school uh, told us that there was a handful of performances that he had uh, mm-hmm. that he forgot where he was when he was finished with them. Where you get so oh. engrossed into what you're singing, or or so engrossed yeah. into what you are doing that he actually had to go like I don't even know what town I'm in. I don't even know where I am right now. Um, and I but but I know that that was so good. I know that that was you know it 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 spoke goodness into the world that that nothing else mattered. And, and he goes it was only a handful mm-hmm. of times in my right. you know in, in my performance of this, you know, w- with this band there's something and there's something so beautiful about that 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 you are so singularly focused on whatever you're doing and and i and so present to it that and in the zone yeah in the zone that that it that that it speaks to the very goodness of the art itself right like and and that right there is the divinity that you know that you know that that right. brings a divinity into it and so uh, i just really um, you, know, you know, I commend you for, 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 for mentioning that. I commend you for putting your entire being into it because often we don't see that, you know. And honestly, quite honestly, Satan doesn't want us to put our entire being into the thing we're doing. He, he, you know, he wants us. He is phenomenal for distracting us, right? Like, you know, how, how many times have have you know, we checked our smartphones in the last hour? How many times have we, you know, distracted ourselves from being fully present, and so, um, you know, I just think that that right there speaks to, um, you know, your faith, because because if we don't, um, you know, fully enter into the thing we're doing, we don't, uh, we we often cannot experience the full goodness of what is right. God is offering, uh, you know, to us.
0: And well, as well, I think as a Catholic, the and the resources that I know are available that are available to me to use such as praying the rosary beforehand or asking my guardian angel to help me, uh, praying a Hail Mary before I go on stage, Um, whatever it is that I know other people are not. I mean, I don't know, but I can just guess that I'm probably (laughs) one of the few that are doing that in the Mm -hmm. cast. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I (laughs) in a sense, I feel like, oh, I have advantage. I'm able to use this and I know about this. So I'm going to use this resource (laughs) that I have. (laughs) (laughs) And so that in itself can help you. And like you were saying, you get in the zone and um, a lot of it, too, is muscle memory, just like as if you were an athlete doing some sort of routine, like Mm -hmm. gymnastics or something. You practice it over and over and over again to the point where it's just automatic. You think of the first note. And you can literally zone out somewhere else, and your body just knows what it's doing because you've done it so many times. I know my uh, family has heard me practice the same phrase back and back, oh, over and over and over, <laughs> over again, to the point where they're like, "What are you singing? What what is that? Like what?"
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, oh. <laughs> because I mean, when you're when you're a singer and you're practicing funny sounds will come out and you do it because like whether you're doing it on a certain vowel or yawning or, uh, it's, you know, obviously it's helping you to sing better, but you're doing little exercises with it and you might sound stupid,
1: <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it's good that you're sharing this on a podcast because maybe this is also something that will be a nice little keepsake for you for later on to listen to from this year and, and how you grow, have grown so much. I'm sure Mm -hmm. since you began this journey, I I did want to mention something and it's another personal experience and it's a question for you. My, we had uh, two deaths in the family this past summer, both of my in-laws, my husband's parents passed away And with that said, thank you. With that said, my daughter, who is 22, her name is Sean. She is also a singer, not to your extent, but she does love to sing and she's a cantor. And so she sang at both of my in-laws masses. And a lot of people, just like you said, you sing the Ave Maria, people come over afterwards. Oh, that was so beautiful. You sound like an angel. Same thing to her. But the one thing that one woman came over and said to her, I think is something that you have probably experienced. When we got over to the burial site, someone walked over to my daughter and she said, you sing so beautifully. You should do this in the secular world, not just in churches. You could probably make a lot of money doing it. You really should do it. And my daughter didn't say anything because she really has no desire to be the next, you know. Big name in the entertainment world, if that makes any sense. Has 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 that ever happened to you? Have people ever said to you, "Hey, you need to switch gears here and do something that can really bring in some money"? I don't know. I don't know if that's ever happened to you before, but I know that this person saying it to my daughter, it just took me off guard because I thought my thought was, "Why would she want to do that?" You know, there's so much not good in that whole realm. If that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Well, it's one of those things that, yeah, she probably could. And not that if you don't sing sacred music, you're sinning or doing something bad. But obviously, how, if you're going to do that, what kind of music are you going to sing? Yeah. Uh, How are you going to portray yourself as an artist?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: are you going to go all you know like some some of these like hollywood stars you know if you wanted a lot of these i mean pop music they go in they go a lot of stars even these catholic girls that go into hollywood and it's like oh you're a young girl now let's make you a woman
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's uh you know it's slow it's a slow process you know and the that stuff comes to you like i said yeah, I've had people like, "Oh, you should try this or that," or maybe, yeah, yeah. "Have you ever tried just doing straight pop music?" Mm-hmm. I mean, I can sing pop, but I do. My voice has been trained to do this and this. Yeah, you know, and um, I, I yeah, I I have experienced that before. But like I said, if you want to do it, it's just really in my opinion, a matter of how you're going to be in the secular world. Mm -hmm. How is, what is your image going to be? What is your reputation going to be? That's big. Are you going to be able to go against the secular world when you're maybe asked to do things that you probably shouldn't be doing Mm -hmm. or that could cost you your faith? Are you going to be strong enough to not give in and sway? and lose your soul in the process.
1: And do you think it also and this bothers me when I see this on Instagram and I've just did a podcast with somebody else on this topic. But it's also the images that you see on something like Instagram or other social media of young women perhaps your age, perhaps younger who the immodesty that you see and and it's all about, you know, trying to be portray yourself as this sex object, which is so not good. Mm-hmm. And I know you understand what I mean yeah. here. Um, yeah. and, and that's another thing too, when you're getting involved in all of that, that's what comes along with it too, sometimes, you know, some of the times. So I just yeah. think what you're doing is a beautiful thing. And I just encourage you to keep on that track because we need truth and beauty and goodness, and you're living it out with what you're doing.
0: Yes. Thank you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We have to give thanks to someone who brought us together. And he might even be listening to this podcast either right now or later on, Patrick Novakowski. So, you know, Patrick, because he recommended you to us for this podcast. I do know Patrick. Okay, awesome.
2: <laughs> Patrick's a great yeah, guy. He's
0: the-
2: Doing so much great work.
0: He's been a guest here twice. Yeah, no, he's, he's been great. He's, uh, I've had some interviews. I was on uh, room reports as well.
2: So. Oh, fantastic.
0: Yeah. So I had an interview, I did English and Spanish. I think they just had me, they posted me doing the English part, but, cause I'm also a Spanish speaker. I'm actually a, I'm a Spanish interpreter on the side as a contractor. Oh,
1: awesome!
2: Awesome. You and my wife you are would get
0: along multi-talented. <laughs> yeah, okay, Agnes.
2: Yeah, yeah. You and my wife would get along wonderfully. My my wife is a native Puerto Rican, so uh, she oh, speaks. Okay. So she speaks fluent Spanish, and I and, and I don't speak very much Spanish. So she. Uh, so so I have my own uh, live-in interpreter here, uh, but that, <laughs> but uh, no, it's wonderful, and uh, it, it's so great to be bilingual. I'm sure that helps you with. Um, pronunciation and especially in all the different uh, learning all the Italian in the operas, right? They're, they're, you know, they're pretty kind of close, right? Some of it's a little bit close to, to the Italian.
0: People have, they've asked me, your Italian diction is very good. Do you speak Italian? Yeah. And so, yeah, because Spanish, I grew, I mean, I grew up with Spanish. So Mm. uh, my family is uh, from Argentina Mm. and from Barcelona, Spain. So there's Catalan and Spanish uh, spoken in my family.
2: Oh, so beautiful.
0: Awesome. So I have a, because of that and the exposure, my ability to speak other languages has been very easy. And I studied German. I've also done some Italian. Uh, It's not like my level of Spanish and English, but it's there. And I always love learning more and more languages. Uh, My mother's learning Arabic because of the the similarity to, uh, Spanish and, um, Arabic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as well, I do have, I should probably start learning Arabic. I have a lot of friends that are from the middle East, from the West Eastern of orchestra that, uh, you read in the bio. And a lot of them are, um, uh, speak, a lot of them speak Arabic. So it's something on my bucket list I should do. Mm. Well, based
1: on the beginning of this podcast, you and I need to talk more often so that I can get better at it. (laughs) 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 Uh, And I should be at least good at Italian because my husband's parents were born there Mm -hmm. and my husband, so he's a hundred percent Italian. And, and so, yeah, that's something that I myself need to, learn
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah thank yeah, you my so family
0: much. oh thank you for having me oh, yes
1: no. so i didn't want to interrupt what you're saying what about tell me more about your family are you italian at all as well
0: yes uh, the argentinian side is 100 italian mm-hmm. they're um castro villari uh in spain and in spain in italy mm-hmm. so my grand my grandfather's parents are both from italy and Argentina has tons of Italians. Mm. A lot of Italian last names in Argentina. So it's not, it's definitely not uncommon to have an Italian surname. <laughs> yeah.
2: No. Yeah. I know my, my, my grandmother, um, I, my, my grandmother's, uh, father, I think was, but wasn't born in Argentina, but was born in Brazil. Uh, mm. and so, uh, it, it, and then, you know, obviously moved to Italy and and then they moved here. But um, that was that was very interesting to hear her stories when she would when she would talk about that, how, you know, there were many, many people in South America, Argentina, Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, have have uh, Italian names. It just it, it, that's so incredible. So much yeah. there's so much, uh, there, there, there's so much uh, you know, amazing things. And when you, when you get the chance to. Um, get, you know, you get the chance to travel and see the world and all that amazing stuff. Um, And so, well, Hannah, thank you so much for um, joining us tonight. And we definitely have to have you back because uh, there's so much more to talk about. Uh, So, so, so thank you uh, for, for being with us. And also uh, just as we're kind of wrapping up here, make sure you give us uh, your websites and uh, all that uh, good social media stuff again, so that uh, our listeners can connect with you as I'm sure you want them to.
0: Oh, yes. Um, well, again, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'd love to discuss more another time, as you mentioned. Um, yes. I appreciate the Instagram follows, uh, Hannah underscore Magnelli. Facebook is Hannah Magnelli Mezzo Soprano. I have my YouTube page. And, of course, my website is hannamagnelli.com And I'll be posting updates and uh, newer videos and recordings as they come. Awesome awesome well thank, thank you
2: thank you again yes thank you Hannah and um, everybody thank you of course and uh, folks you can always follow friend and like us at patchworkheart.org and, and Uh just follow us there in case you missed anything or you need uh, more info but until next time from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry keep beating to your Catholic heart and sowing hope into broken hearts thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio for more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or Andesantis2.